Fantasy Focus Football is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico and see all the ways you can save. It's Wednesday, May 24th. Field. Daniel, Michael, hanging out for the day. He goes by Michael on Wednesdays. Some people call him Mike oh. Clay normally. That's yeah, that, that caught you that. off guard. That did catch me off guard. I don't really know what to do with myself. Is this like some you new can, title? You can leave here? the podcast if you want. I can right just now. go. I mean, Barely it was hard to show up as it was. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, Apparently, Wednesday is uh, car accident day because it's just traffic <laughs> everywhere. I saw two car accidents and like a short drive here. It's like okay, quite a start to the show. There, so for be us. careful if you have to drive today. Yeah. Be careful out there. Always seem serious. Seatbelts are always important, very valuable. We love seatbelts. Absolutely. Yeah. So be careful out in the streets. So today's show is going to be fun. We're going to actually. Well, fun is an interesting word choice because. It may not be so fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, I released my top 100 players for the upcoming season on ESPN.com. I then said to Mike and Daniel, please read this list and send me feedback, expecting the feedback to be somewhere in between like best list ever. Yeah. To I'm going to follow this list and win mm-hmm. every league that I am playing in yeah. this year. Instead, it was a bit different. So we're going to dive into some of their thoughts <laughs> and from the top 100. And so begins the roast of okay, Fieldy. Yeah, I know. Where's, right. where's Jeffrey Ross when you need him? Yeah. Uh, but so a couple of ground rules I'll lay out in a second. But just a reminder that, A, the show is still on once a week, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays. Hang out with us on the YouTube chat. Kyle's in there monitoring, mixing it up with the people yeah. that like to spend their afternoons on the YouTube chat, and uh, you can find us there. Also, the Fantasy Focus Twitter handle is a good way to get all of the various things that come from this podcast. You can also watch it on Twitter, Facebook, ESPN app, you name it. The 2023 uh, Fantasy Football game is live, by the way. So if you want to play Fantasy Football, if you're listening to this podcast, you can do so right now. I mentioned that we're going to have the Top 100 conversation. I'll lay out some ground rules in just a moment. But before we get to Austin Eckler news, Daniel, I need to ask you about something quickly. Oh, please do. Did you have a concert at your house this past weekend? I did have a but, concert. But not like you performed a concert. No. Like you hosted a band at your house last I, weekend for I a concert. I did, yes. Yes, as a, a, a woman named Torres. Yeah. Uh, her name is Mackenzie, and she came and played in my basement. Not, this is not the first time that this has happened. Okay. I've opened up my house to house shows a couple of times. I had David Bazan from Pedro the Lion who played there. Yeah. A guy named Jeremy Enoch from Sunny Day Real Estate. If you've ever heard of those, like you guys probably don't know who those crappy bands are, but... But I have heard of those crappy bands. So she they're came. not crappy. I think we need to. Can we ditch that moniker? Yeah, change yeah. Not crappy. Yeah, not crappy. Like, I don't lesser like known bands, okay, that's right? Fair. Less mainstream. Random, random bands. Okay, yeah. so, so much yeah. fun. I just open up the house. Random strangers come in. This woman that I've never met came in the basement, played a show in front of a bunch of people. It was. It's a ton of fun. That's wow. awesome. I, I, you, I'm trying uh, to think of the invite? coolest thing. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I, I I do follow Daniel on Twitter, so I got the invite in the sense that I saw there was going to be a concert uh, at his house. Okay. But like, what's the coolest thing you've ever hosted at your house, Mike? Um, I mean, you got a well, pool party, so um, I guess you probably do have some. Cool yeah, stuff. we last year we uh, we built a pool, and then um, Daniel came over. I did. And Presley and uh, what was there Damien, hey, and we Damien we filmed some videos for work. That's weird. So Interesting. It was, it was a work a work thing. Yeah. That was the coolest. The field wasn't a part of. I feel bad now that we've so weird. Uh, things that we've done. All right. So yeah, I'm starting field. to catch the drift here. A little Here's bit. a question. Yeah. I'm so excited about you. I love your shirt, by the way, right now. Grow oh, thank you. Shirt. Grow that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the fine folks at Homage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you gotten any like tips from Mike now that like you're going into the two kid territory as I like how you need to or how he can help you rear your children? Well, I asked Mike for advice on how to be a father of two and two girls specifically. And Mike said, I don't have time to answer that right now. Just check the mail in a couple of days. And then I walked out to my porch a couple of days later, and there was just this massive bucket of Miller Lights. That's what. Mm-hmm. So I think I understood what he was saying. Got it. Mm-hmm. So is Got Miller it. Light the key to success with two kids? You know what? 
no, because girls are the best. Oh. Honestly, oh, like yeah. it's right. the best. Like I can't, I can't even. Like I can't, I can't even say that. Girls are just great. Into the joke, right? They're angels. Like okay. you're gonna love it. It's also the best, the best though. Really Miller Lite also the yes, best. Also so the best. You know, I guess it is the best. That's of just both. when you're relaxing with them and they're playing in the yard. You're yeah. just relaxing in the summer with some Miller Lite. Yes, yeah, so I don't. So the thing I mean, is that like it's all good. Mike has an actual pool that you can relax. You can rest with Miller Lights while you're while you're sitting there on your floaty. I have like we bought one of those for our first daughter Kinley. Like one of these tiny. Like not even like oh, an yeah. inflatable oh, pool, yeah. but like a small plastic toy uh-huh. that for her she thinks is a pool. So I've got that. So I can that, like rest. I can I can rest like my foot in, in yeah. that, <laughs> and then sit on my porch at, in a hundred degree weather and drink Miller Lite. Here's light. my advice: stick with that for the kids and get just get a jacuzzi instead. Oh. Okay, hey now, jacuzzi sounds good to I me. I like that. All right, so just a tiny bit of news before we get to the top 100. Austin Eckler uh, yesterday signed a revised contract mm-hmm. with the Chargers. It, he was due $6.25 million, which uh, even though the running back position has been devalued in the NFL, that's still a very modest price for a guy that had 107 catches and 18 touchdowns last year. The Chargers uh, now give him the opportunity to earn an extra $1.75 million. So does this change things dramatically? No, but just a good reminder. Like if, if Austin Eckler had been traded which he had requested a trade mm-hmm. it could have changed his outlook just a little bit but mike just a reminder that this is at least in my estimation rb1 this year going into the season yeah i'm with you i have him rb1 over christian mccaffrey i think there was maybe in the back of our heads this tiny concern that maybe like this is a christian mccaffrey situation like last year where he gets traded at the deadline yep. and if that happens that could shake things up a little bit depending on where he won and affect his value that was kind of in the back of our heads but it didn't really adjust our rankings right we right. still had him at the top so no changes if you're picking, with, if you have one of the first picks of your draft, you're content taking Austin Eckler. It just gives me more confidence in that 1.01 with Austin Eckler rather a little than bit. that nagging little doubt in the back of my head. Like I, I will say this, too. Is that like, gosh, like, what an underpay this still is. I know. If he makes $8 million because he basically reaches the same level he's been at for yeah. the past two years, it'll qualify as one of the best bargains in football. If you're out there and you're listening to the show and you have children or you want to one day have children, Make them wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, quarterbacks, ideally. <laughs> Don't let your kid play running back, which is the easy way. Like when you're young, the easiest way to get the ball, because they don't throw the ball in popcorn. Mm-hmm, they right. just hand the ball mm-hmm. off. Make your kid the most dominant blocking wide receiver at the Pop <laughs> yeah. Warner level and say, we're going to work on those hands. That's right. So by the time we get to high school, we'll throw you the ball a little bit, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Then, by the time you get to college, you become a refined NFL draft prospect. Be a wide receiver, kids, because running backs are not paid nearly enough. $8 bucks for a guy that, beyond his fantasy acumen, like was one of the most impactful players in football last year. Yeah, it's he really crazy. was. crazy. I mean, the think guy. about this. What, four, five players had more catches last year? Not players. running backs. Yeah, five players. players. Yes. It's all superstar receivers, and then Austin Eckler is right there. I mean, if he was listed as a receiver, if he was just running routes out of the slot, and he not lining up in the backfield and yeah. uh, 200 times and taking those hits, he would his salary would look a lot different. Yeah, so say, <laughs> maybe, hey, Austin Eckler, I know you're out there listening. Play wide receiver. Maybe just make make the yeah. position switch, right? Yeah. Hey, he'll be, he might be a free agent next year. Probably will. Maybe he just makes the switch to the slot. If he becomes a free agent, and th- that would mean there's no tag placed on him, he's probably the most compelling free agent running back since Le'Veon in 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you blend in where the guy is at this stage of his career, and how much you think he expects to be paid, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've had guys like, you know, Zeke's a free agent right now, right? But like Zeke, no longer peak Zeke, Leonard Fournette, a free agent, same deal, right? And he was a free agent a couple of years ago when he got cut by the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So uh, Eckler in 2024 could be a fascinating free agent situation. Let's get to the main attraction though. Because oh, yeah. everybody is here to roast me. So <laughs> top 100, it is 
I, I wanted to lay a couple of ground rules out or down because I felt like it was We're really important. Of course not. No, no, no. no. It's, not, it's not for you guys to follow. It's for me to preemptively protect myself because I knew okay. you, you jackals over there. Like, this yeah. reminds me, you're the hyenas in The Lion yeah, King. That's exactly Another it. parent you're reference, you're right? 36 instead of 37. Right. Well, some out. of them might wow. get out. Yes, <laughs> that. But wanna, just a couple of things that I did want to say out of the gates. Okay. First of all, it is May 24th. Yep. We have 107 days until the NFL season begins. Right, there's excuse one. Okay. Got it. I, these, all right. these are all excuses. Okay. 107 days. Yep. A lot can change between now and when the season begins. It also would be nice to like see some of these guys play football with their new team or uh-huh. their first team, right? Like I have never seen Anthony Richardson like really do anything in the NFL. Once the preseason is here, I can shape my opinion a bit more on a guy that actually plays in a preseason game. It's May 24th. Keep that in mind. This is so much more of an art than a science. Oh yeah. Right? Like when I I have gone through this list myself and I've gone through it multiple times. And each time I go through it, I say to myself, I had a player here who's seven spots lower than a player there and I think I would take that guy who was lower ahead of the guy who I have ranked higher. What was I thinking at the time? Mm-hmm. Sometimes factors matter a bit more to you one day than they do the next day. Mm-hmm. All right, so I art over science. Last thing I'll say, which is really important before we dive into it, is that I guarantee you how I have these guys ranked is not how they're going to come off the board, either in drafts that I am in or drafts that I am not in. Quarterbacks are going to go earlier than where I have them ranked. You're going to see position runs, which all of a sudden the fourth-ranked quarterback, who I might have 52nd on my board, goes 32nd because someone's afraid of missing out on that quarterback. It's a an approximation of how I think they deserve to be drafted, not how I think they actually will be drafted. Yeah, that's well said. And uh, I usually, when I draft myself, if I'm doing right now, we just set up a mock draft. I would be using positional over overall. You kind of overall in the back of your mind, but the thing is, as soon as a pick gets made, the r- overall rankings change. Like everything's evolving. And if you take Patrick Mahomes in the third round, all the other quarterbacks move down your rankings. So right. that board's always evolving, and you're watching tiers and. You know, sometimes you're going to pounce on a tight end because he's falling, even if you had him a little lower. Like, yep. you always have to be uh, kind of just paying attention to what's going on in your draft and ready to strike at the right time. There's a lot of fluidity when you're drafting, being able to kind of bob and weave. And it's the same thing when we're doing rankings here, when we don't have all the information available to us, Field. And so yeah. I'm totally with you. A lot of fluidity on these early rankings. There's going to be things that are going to move throughout the offseason. I right? also will say this last ground rule that I forgot to mention is that variance is going to be much more disparate as we get further away from pick number one, right? Right. Like if you guys, if we're seven spots apart on player four versus player 11, mm-hmm. that's real difference. Oh, in there's opinion, one of those, right? There's one Whereas of those if here. we're seven spots apart between 71 and 78, yeah, yeah that's a you're little kind of like, okay. what are we really saying here? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like he's, he's a tight end. I think has some upside versus head. I think has a little bit less upside. Right. right. So let's dive into it. We're going to try to go mm. 10 players at a time. We have the graphics for those that are watching right now. If you're not, I'm going to read the names 1 through 10, 11 through 20, et cetera, et cetera. So if we can, why don't we go ahead and reveal the top 10. And again, this order is infallible. Anybody who disagrees <laughs> with it is a moron, just I, for the record. I disagree with okay. this. Wow, that didn't take long. Justin Jefferson, <laughs> Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler, Tyree Kill, Christian McCaffrey, B. John Robinson, Devontae Adams, what? Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Saquon Barkley. Mike, when you say what, I'm not sure what you're referring to because <laughs> there are a lot of ways in which you could so be going. Uh, okay, we, have one in, we have one in six the same. Okay. Jefferson and B. No, uh, look, uh, for the most part, I agree. The one that jumped out to me when I looked at your rankings was Devontae Adams okay. at seven, especially ahead of Jamar Chase, who on a points per game basis was better last season. Uh, Chase obviously missed some time with the injury, but on a per game basis, he was a little better, younger, obviously. And 
he's not kind of upset with his current situation, which is a problem with Devontae Adams now. And then maybe that doesn't matter I don't uh, think as the season gets going, but I'm just a little surprised by that one. I think the okay. consensus, I think we pretty much all have chase ahead. So I'm just, I'll just tee you up. I yeah. mean, Adams is great. Like right. I, it's hard to really be upset with it, but I'm curious what you're thinking is there. I have a handful of, remember we did the number one overall conversation yep. and we were making the case. Devonte mm-hmm. was part of that conversation for mm-hmm. us, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, he has an excellent chance to lead the NFL in targets. Right. I mean, he has, he has a chance at the very least, right? Like wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. He's been the best touchdown making mm-hmm. receiver for the past six or seven years. I know Mike is obviously we'll, we'll tell you like, you know, some of that you can expect regression at some point. The sample size is large enough now for Devonte, where I think it's real. Like he just mm-hmm. has this nose and this knack for the end zone that is legitimate. And while I love Jamar Chase as well, the tiebreaker, because these guys are one spot apart mm-hmm. in my, in my rankings is that Jamar Chase also has T Higgins. Mm-hmm. He also has, Tyler Boyd, who I know Boyd is at a different phase of his career right now, mm-hmm. but the competition feels less significant for Devontae Adams in that Raiders offense than it does with Jamar Chase in that Bengals offense, which is enough to offset the quarterback difference because obviously you prefer to catch passes from Joe, Joe Burrow sure. as opposed mm-hmm. to Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. All right. That's fair, fair enough. I mean, look, if we're drafting next to each other and Adams and Chase are the, the top two available and you take Adams over Chase, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be a happy camper. Yeah, so. yeah, but I would say this. So, like, we can sort of scale this. Like, Outrage level, not significant so far. None. Okay. No. I like, have zero outrage with this top 10. And I, I want to say why. And we've said this before. I've said this earlier on um, in this podcast. But your top 10 field is just full of great pass catchers. Yeah. Every single one of them is yeah. a pass catcher, period. You look at all three of the wide receivers. Eckler, CMC, and Saquon Barkley, not including Bijan because he hasn't played yet. All three were top five in routes run. All three were top five in targets. You look at the wide receivers. There were five wide receivers last year that had 10 or more targets per game. Okay. All five of the wide receivers that you have in the top 10. Volume, talent, opportunity. And then there's Travis Kelsey. Things. Do we need yeah. to say anything about Travis Kelsey? I don't know. Like, I guess the question will be, should he be higher? Because Mike, I think, yeah, feels like he that? should be. Uh, yeah. Last what off season, you? Yeah. Last offseason, you were all over. You know, Kelsey's the guy. Why do I hate Travis Kelsey now? now you hate him. I'm higher. Yeah. I have him seven. Yeah. You I would have take him seven? I have him seven. He has him nine. Yeah. Wow. What's going on? Well, I, what I, will say, I will not. I will never forget this. And I, I'm trying to become a little bit sterner in uh, in sort of my feelings, right? Because like this is our it's our job. It's our life. It's our passion. But I remember I got a little bit too deep into the weeds, into the Menchies on Twitter one time last year where Liz Loza was here for a day. And we talked about whether a first round tight end made any sense. Mm-hmm. At the time, there was a Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews mm-hmm. conversation. But we were talking about Travis Kelsey. And I remember the, my thought process being like, do I guarantee that Travis Kelsey is going to win my league for me in the first round? No, but he is sure as heck not going to lose me my league. Mm-hmm. The reality was he might have won your league last yeah. year because of how yeah. dominant yeah. he was versus other tight ends. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of mouth breathers on the Twitter bird app were like, Travis Kelsey in the first round, might as well burn your pick on fire. I like to spend mm-hmm. my first round pick on a 33-year-old tight end. I want to play in your league, you loser. Nothing wrong with Travis Kelsey in no. the first round last year. As a matter of fact, no. there was so much no. right with it. There is a case for Travis Kelsey, number one overall. There absolutely there is. There absolutely is. He, the he, difference you're getting is so astronomical. Yeah, and the thing is, and, and again, I talk about this all the time. We mentioned it on the show before. Like, yeah, he had over 100 more points in the next closest tight end last year, but that was last year. Can he do it again? And if you look at this situation with the other tight ends right now, the answer is 
Yeah, maybe because it got actually worse for a lot of other guys. Andrews, Andrews, Hawkinson, more competition there. Hawkinson obviously had another receiver. That's uh, hopefully will be. It's got better for for Darren Waller, but that's about it for those elite tight ends, right? Waller's better, but you're still he's not really in that conversation. So, um, well, not just that. Well, like, what did the? I I don't want to say what did the Chiefs do, but like the Chiefs didn't add a ton. And that's the other part of it, right? Yeah, I mean, unless Rasheed Rice is like a a superstar right out of the gate, I would never discount the possibility of one more shoe dropping later this offseason, right? DeAndre Hopkins is just floating by the way yeah, yeah that like until deandre hopkins is placed somewhere i'm not ruling out the chance that he's like a buffalo bill or a kansas city chief. yeah but we thought that i was just gonna say we thought that might happen last year too and yeah. nothing ever did they just yeah. went with it and they don't need to really they don't pay assets they, there. I, they don't, I mean they, they only made it oh they won the whole they, freaking they thing. Oh, Sorry, right. I didn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't even an eagle shot. I'm just saying they won the whole thing. With, uh, By the MBS way, is their number one receiver. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess Juju was their number one in terms of production. I guess so, yeah. yeah. But he was like, he disappeared for like He was months, up and down, like, right? Yeah. Uh, Travis Kelsey, by the way, was on the fourth highest percentage of championship teams last year. 21.4% of people that won a championship last year had Travis Kelsey. That's awesome. All right, so let's get to 11 through 20. I'm happy that the outrage meter so far is fairly tepid. 11 through 20 here, and again, all players that I love, they are going to be drafted in the first or second round. Josh Jacobs, Sean Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown from the Detroit Lions, Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson. Again, I feel like uh, based off of our pre-show conversations, no significant outrage here yet, Daniel? No significant outrage. You're allowed to have, have it, though. I would have Ramondre Stevenson above Nick Chubb. I know Nick okay. Chubb had more mm, like scrimmage yards last year, and yeah. he's a touchdown maker, continues to be, but I love what Ramondre could potentially be. I'm not the only one. A lot of people really like what Ramondre can be this year. Thoughts, Mike? Yeah. We've talked about this um, much. I think we're going to talk about the uh, Patriots backfield a little bit later, we so we won't get yep. too into the weeds, but there's some reports there with Ty Montgomery that has me a little concerned. Like, we're just used to Bill Belichick using more of a committee, and maybe we see more of that, so I'm a little nervous about that. Whereas Dick Chubb, by the way, has less competition now with yeah. Jerome Ford, an unproven commodity, yeah. as also, their, uh, yeah. their number two. So, um, no, I think... Uh, no, no I, major. I, I think it was no, okay. no, no, mate, nothing major. Um, co- obviously, some tinkering here or there. The, the two players that I feel like are maybe most vulnerable in that top 21, Tony Pollard, because yeah, yeah. wouldn't surprise me... I, Sorry, people that are excited about Tony Pollard right now. He knew he hasn't signed yet. Zeke yeah. or Fournette or Kareem Hunt yeah. or Dalvin Cook could yeah. be available. Sure. I mean, there's I just, it, yeah. it just feels like a Zeke to Cowboys reunion mm-hmm. is in the cards. The, the, the reporting prior to his release was like, you know, difficult decision, obviously a favorite of Jerry Jones. Now the contract's not a factor, right? Obviously, they would have to sign him to a new contract, but it would be for a very small amount wouldn't stun me if Zeke is back with the Cowboys, mm-hmm. which obviously would depress the value of Tony Pollard. And then with Nick Chubb, I keep hearing, and I think this is this is from, from people that are smart, the Browns want to air it out a bit more this year. They want to be a much more spread it out play, I would say, more like how Deshaun Watson played under Bill O'Brien in Houston, okay. which favored running backs uh, that were more versatile, I would say, than how we've seen Nick Chubb used. He's still going to be awesome, but maybe the floor is a little bit lower than it has been in prior years. Yeah, so. it's interesting because I looked at that. If, if their play calling changed when they moved to Watson last year, and maybe it, it was just too late into the season because it. they did not. They were still not. very right. balanced yeah. last year. I think year. this offseason is one of uh, a lot of change in Cleveland, uh, yeah. not just the personnel, but the schematics. Yeah, big year for them. They have to start winning this year. Let's, yeah, big the, year for It Kevin is Zemanski. a massive year for that organization oh, yeah. quietly. Let's go to 21 through 30 and here's where i think things get a little bit interesting maybe mm. not so much amongst us but maybe for those that are watching mm-hmm. right now might feel like quarterbacks are too high or too low 21 through 30 jalen waddle garrett wilson travis Etienne, dk metcalf joe mixon Devonte smith patrick mahomes jalen hurts josh allen james connor you'll notice that i have those quarterbacks back to back to back really compelling case for any of them as qb1 this year i don't value them that differently
differently. I think that if you told me that I had to take Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback one, I could write you a dissertation. Same for Allen. Same for jo- uh, Jalen Hurts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. No major qualms. With this range, though, where okay. you have the quarterbacks in this range, I think that's fine. You're talking around the, the three, four turn and 10 team leagues. That's fine. Those three just have a gap over the next <clears throat> over the next group. I mean, there's it's I would t- agree. It's kind of tempting maybe to wait for Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, if you can get them a lot later and if, if they're falling a little bit. But again, you can't really go wrong with any of those three. That floor is just They'll so high. Higher. And we They'll know go the higher. They'll go higher. Yeah, I, I think they will. Yeah. I think they will. Yeah. Uh, Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets pizza, better because it has to be. James Conner at 30, I know it probably has some people interested. More to come on that Cardinals offense. I think it's, oh, sorry. James Conner at 30. James (laughs) Conner. Sorry, technology's talking to us right now. Yeah, Uh, we're all, you're getting roasted by everyone. Seriously, God, James Conner at 30. More to come on that because when I mentioned May 24th, I said that with players like James Conner in mind because what they look like right now versus what they look like in three months could be quite a bit mm-hmm. different. Yep. All right, so we're actually doing okay so far. Let's get to 31 through 40 and see what that looks like and see if perhaps these guys can get fired up unnecessarily because this is the correct top 100. Wow. Mm. Debo Samuel, Mark Andrews, Keenan Allen, Ken Walker the third, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, T. Higgins, Lamar Jackson, Jameer Gibbs, Dalvin Cook. Hmm. Anybody fired up yet? Yep. Okay, go All for right, it, what do you got? So I got a couple things here. Oh, oh, hey, right. hey, now the show begins. All right. Okay. So I think it's really interesting. I just want to mention this. You have Jameer Gibbs as running back 16. The yeah. only other rookie, uh, like spoiler alert, the only other rookie that basically makes this top 100. You've got him inside basically pushing top 15 territory. And I want to ask you this question. Yeah. If you had to choose, yep. right, you can get B. John Robinson. You had him at six. 1.06. Yeah. In this area where you're looking at Jameer Gibbs, yeah. you would get the likes of Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman. Yeah. Do you like Terry McLaurin and Bijan Robinson? Yep. Or do you like the idea of getting a Jamar Chase and a Jameer Gibbs a little bit later so that you can you can kind of you know bring that home? I'm just looking at this. If you want to take a running back really early, you yeah. can take a rookie running back really early, or you can wait three rounds. Yeah. And the idea you've even got them that close to your top fifteen says a lot to me it does yeah uh, i think i would probably lean towards the running back Still early with the wide receiver a little bit later just because i have a bit more of a like i think it's easier to expect that Bijan robinson will be elite than it is to think that jameer gibbs who i have a lot of confidence in will be a guarantee like Bijan robinson has a clear path to being an absolute workhorse whereas 
Jameer Gibbs, I think, should be very busy for the Lions, but it's more likely that of those two, the one that is, in a very relative term, a non-factor for his team mm-hmm. is Jameer Gibbs. But here's what I'm confident is I totally get it. I know people are going to rebuff with David Montgomery, three years, 18 million bucks. David Montgomery going to get the goal line work as well. All that is extremely important context right here. So I think about this pick more and more and more. I think about how the Lions, and you have to take post-draft press conferences with a bit of grain of a little bit of a grain of salt because yeah. sometimes GMs are saying things to kind of like confirm why they made the almost like justify the pick. I think the NFL was way warmer on Jameer Gibbs though than draft Twitter was. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the NFL views this player as like the guy in this draft that with the ball in his hands was the most unique by far. Now, I get it, 199 pounds. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be that's tough why, for That's me. why draft Twitter, Twitter didn't like him. Right. Like, when you're under 200. You're, you're not going to have, like, he might have, like, he might have a career high of seven rushing touchdowns one season, right? Mm-hmm. But that's okay, though. He is yeah. so freaking dynamic as a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. If he pushes for DeAndre Swift's role last year, with a little extra as a receiver. And he can stay on the field when DeAndre Swift couldn't. Yeah, that to me seems very much within range. And we talked recently about Jared Goff and why we were ta- this was our quarterback sort of like hardest player to rank. And it was Jared Goff vis-a-vis like Dak, Kirk, et cetera. And right. one of the knocks on Goff was like, who is he throwing to? Maybe the answer is right there in front of us, right? Maybe it is Jameer Gibbs. Like maybe they believe he's going to be a huge part of the passing game right away. And if I think about the signature traits of this Lions offense, when they got going last year at the end of the season, their OC Ben Johnson sounds like just a great coach was incredible at getting guys the ball in space to make plays after the catch. Yep. I, I Part of me just keeps coming back to the idea like that Ben Johnson at some point put on Jameer Gibbs tape during the pre-draft process and just walk down to Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes office and just said that guy and mm-hmm. just said whatever else you do in the draft fine by me. But as long as we get that guy, we're good. Right? Yeah, I think so. And keep this in mind last year, Jam- like just to speak to the swift role in this offense, Last year, Jamal Williams led the NFL in touchdowns, right? Yeah. That's essentially the role we sort of expect David Montgomery to be in, right? Not going to score that many touchdowns, but in that role. DeAndre Swift averaged more fantasy points per game. He was 16th. Williams yeah. was 19th. I right. mean, that role was really good. And there were games where Swift was a non-factor. He yep. just disappeared. But it that offensive line is outstanding. Yep. You're right about getting him into space. Obviously, DeAndre Swift is really good as well. But Swift had a limited role and was 16th. And points per game right. in this offense. It's a great situation for Gibbs. I'm with you. I'm one spot behind you. Oh, love wow. Gibbs as an RB2 target. Of course, Daniel's the naysayer of the yeah, line. I'm not even guy. a naysayer. I just Lions. wanted to bring it up because I think <laughs> you're 18th, I think. Yeah. You're like right behind yeah. us. But, but oh, everything 16, that we're talking 18. about. Yeah. I'm go. bullish. I'm bullish. I'm extremely, like, I, I've thought about the pick more and more. And it's like the process continues to lead me back to this guy's going to have a massive role right away. Coming out oh, of yeah. the draft, draft Twitter just hated this pick. And so that's why I think when you look at it and it's like, hey, man, you have him as running back 16. We all have him as a top 20 running back this year because of what that role could be. I want to ask one more question. Okay. Dalvin Cook, you have as a running back 17. Yeah. How much lower can Dalvin fall at this point? That's it, about as low as he'll go in my book. Right. Because mm-hmm. last year what he got was like a better role than years prior. Mm-hmm. Right which we thought that it would maybe be more even between he and Alexander Madison, but it just feels like with Dalvin cook, like the uh, weekly ceiling is lower than a lot of the running backs ahead of him, which Mm -hmm. is why he's RB 17, right? Like he had a handful of good, really good games last year, but I felt like he was giving you a lot of like, (sighs) 
like ground rule doubles as opposed to home runs last sure. year. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot sure. of like, you know, gets on base a lot, you know, like stayed healthy never going to be bothered time, by it, but like have a great. lot of 15 carry games, but not that many absolute Royal flush games. Sure. Yeah. So, oh, and, and by the way, I, I was just going to say, we talked about this, but uh, the concern obviously with him is, could he be cut loose? Right. Yep. And then Alex Madison will jump way up in our rankings uh, where cook at, you know, Regardless of where he goes, it's probably going to be a downgrade, at least a slight one right now. I listed Tampa Bay, Miami, and the Rams as maybe spots where he could get the lead job and yep. be okay and kind of hang in the RB2 mix. But other other places he could go, even Dallas, New England, Buffalo. Uh, brothers in the same backfield. Yeah. If they move on from Damian Harris. There's a couple, There's a bunch of other fits where you're downgrading him, right? So yeah. there's not a lot of spots he can go and still be ranked 15th through 17th like we have him right That's now. That's the best fact ever, by the way. And I think our buddy Ian Hartitz was the one that most recently brought it to prominence was that Dalvin Cook's full name is Dalvin James Cook. And James Cook's full name is James Dalvin Cook. No way. Uh, That's amazing. How great is that, right? That's incredible. Shout out, Ian. Thank you for that. It's a great fact. I love it. It's all the more reason why one day, one day, they need to play on the same team. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. 41 through 50. We are uh, almost halfway through this top 100. Let's read 41 through 50. Start with Najee Harris, Michael Pittman Jr., Terry McLaurin, Alvin Kamara, TJ Hawkinson, Joseph Burrow, Brees Hall, Damian Pierce, Tyler Lockett, Darren Waller, Brees Hall. I will admit, very difficult player to rank. If we knew he was going to be healthy and available for the full season, mm-hmm. I'd feel a lot better about him. Yeah, I don't have a, the, the only big thing. Mike, I've been saying a lot of stuff, so I'll let you say something and then I'll say one thing. I've been this. saying stuff too, but uh, I'll uh, go with Michael Pittman. I think that was probably the largest gap I think we had yeah. in our rankings. Um, he's a guy let's I liked last now, year. Then. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right, what do you got? So uh, last year I had him like borderline top 15, and he kind of ended up okay by season's end because he lasted 17 games. But there were a lot of red flags there, a lot of volume last season, only two top 12 fantasy weeks. Both were prior to week seven. The efficiency was not good. And an outstanding stat here from Kyle here. I, I, I'll, this, is, this is awesome. So if you look at the last decade, okay. okay. So first of all, Pittman last year, wide receiver 22. 13 okay. and a half fantasy points per game over the past decade. Only six wide receivers have averaged 13 and a half points per game with a rookie quarterback that started at least 10 games Ooh, in the last decade. Six. Wow. So I thought that was really interesting. It's by the way, it's Brandon Cooks, Keenan Allen, Tyler Boyd, DJ Chark, does Brian Vincent Jackson. That's it in the last decade. So Wait, that was really Cooks interesting to me. What Brandon Cooks was. Oh, okay. I was thinking that Brandon Cooks. His rookie year. No, Brandon Cooks has yeah. obviously played games with a rookie starting yes. quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm not smart. <laughs> so I thought that I thought that, that was an interesting yeah. Daniel too. Yeah. Well, anyway, I thought it was an interesting nugget on top of the fact that he he fell in my projections after the draft because you're going to a quarterback that, much like we talk about Lamar Jackson often, yeah. the pass attempts are not going to be there. Okay, this is not going to be a pass heavy offense. It's probably not going to be a balanced offense, and it will probably be one of the run heaviest offenses in the NFL. All fair. Losing that volume yeah. is going to be rough, and also the efficiency in the passing game probably not going to be great this year. Okay, so that's where make a year yeah. that that part I was like sort of I was not concerned about because the efficiency last year was terrible. It Eighth was. in passing attempts and tenth fewest passing yards last year. I mean, it was like. The most dreadful offense to watch last season. It was even like it was it was worse than when the Cardinals didn't have Kyler Murray. And that was a bad offense to watch, too. Right. So uh, I am more optimistic on how I think uh, less pessimistic on what the quarterback change will mean as far as the efficiency goes. I hear you on the volume. It certainly is likely to uh, depress this year because of the fact that you have a player who can run the football Mm -hmm. so dramatically. I guess I was still fixated on 
first of all, the competition for targets still looks fairly lean in Indianapolis, right? Like they drafted Josh Downs. Obviously they have some, you know, they have Pierce, a glut yeah. of, of tight ends mm-hmm. and out Pierce, but like Josh Downs in Paris Campbell out. Campbell was actually pretty darn good for them last year. Yeah, it was. Saw a lot of targets. Like, still view this as one of the last remaining wide receivers where he was clearly the wide receiver one on his team. I also would say, and I'm not, I mean, again, I know the list is outstanding, but I'm not trying to take myself <laughs> off the hook here. Uh, but, like, it is a, like, some of this is, if this is my first wide receiver I've taken, I would aim high. I play. There are players with better upside right. behind Michael Pittman in my rankings. But if I started round one with Jamar Chase and then I went running back, running back, and then there's a receiver there, like I'm totally fine with Pittman as my wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. It's so tough because without seeing what this offense looks like with Anthony, even just a yeah. little bit, yeah, right. I'm just it's worried so about tough. the volume. I, this is one of those situations where I can understand a, a, someone going into a season or into the draft being like, would I rather have this wide receiver one who's going to be the guy or a wide receiver two that might not have as much, you know, target share, but maybe he's in a better situation. I think there's going to be a lot of that with Michael Pittman this year. I was year. thinking about this, like board bets are great and all. I think there's still something to be said for them, but I was thinking about this as I conjure up a potential board bet between Mike and I, like, I think we should raise the stakes a little bit more here rather than making board pets, which are arbitrary in terms of how you pay them off. Is that like, we should make tattoo bets this year. Right. So that. like, what? yes. Wow. Mike, probably Absolutely not, not a fan of this, right? Nope. No, I'm no. I'm not doing, I'll, no, I'll do. No, I don't want a tattoo. You don't want one. What about like a henna tattoo? tattoo? Why not? A henna tattoo. What's wrong with like that? A henna tattoo is like not temporary, like last until you scrub it off, but last for like several weeks. Okay. That's well, that temporary. I'll do. All right. Okay. Like a henna tattoo bet, right? right? Like, you know, we'll have to draw the line and like what Michael Pittman has to do. Like if it's a top 25 wide receiver, you get the Michael Pittman on like full back henna tattoo. All right. I like that. It's going to be January. No one's going to see you. All right. I'm in. Other than when you're, now that you're working out all the time though, do you, do you go sleeveless tee? You have to, right? No, no sleeveless. No, no not. I just don't wear a shirt. I mean, oh, okay. Well, oh, then even yeah. better. Wow. Even better. Chest tattoo. Then. Shirts. I mean, <laughs> chest after a tattoo. Workout, I know. Shirt, yeah, after chest a tattoo. We're yeah. going to have yeah. to do a lot of shaving in order to do a chest tattoo on Mike, though, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, I'm sure Daniel has a guy. All right. So 51 through 60. Wait, can I say one thing? You can say whatever you I want. Thought I thought I. Have an issue, and I would change where you have James Conner and Najee Harris. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realize James Conner, you talked about one yeah, of those guys. That's a tough one. No, no, no. But that's fair. This is a good one. I okay. look at Najee right now, running back 18. Yeah. Okay. And over the last two years, last two years, I got these notes here. Kyle, help me with this. James Conner has averaged one more fantasy point per game than Najee Harris since Najee entered the league. Okay. The main difference is Najee has never missed a football game. Yeah. James Conner has missed 19 in his career, five since Najee came into the NFL. Yep. So if I'm looking at two players that are basically side by side, yeah. I expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to get better. I think that they're going to be a better team this year. I hope that they score more. I, not hope. I think that they will score more as yep. well this year. I like Najee in that role just because of the fact that I think he'll stay on the field more than we've seen with James Conner, who I think is a very comparable player in a different way, but yeah. just seems to always miss time the way that we talked about with Dalvin Cook for the last couple of years. It feels like, though, whereas Arizona and Pittsburgh have uh, invested comparable resources in backup running backs, which is another way of saying not very much at Mm -hmm. all, right? Yep. And yet it feels like Pittsburgh's actually found some good players in those minor investments, right? Jalen Warren played a lot last year as an undrafted rookie out of Oklahoma State. James Conner has got, like, Keontae Ingram and, like, Corey Clement as his backups right now, and they don't figure into the offense at all. So 
I am offsetting all the factors that you laid out fairly about Najee Harris with the fact that I think James Conner could push for like top eight in terms of running back receptions mm-hmm. next year. He's an excellent pass catcher. And by the way, like weirdly not just like dump offs, like James Conner is like pretty good in the designed passing game too. like averages a reason, like a, a, like a formidable amount per catch. So I just think the volume, sh- it, it's the least sexy 30th ranked over pl- 30th overall ranked uh-huh. player. Sure reading way too much into stuff that probably doesn't matter at all. I know it's bleak right now in Arizona, but like this is a team that like just like announced Jersey changes and has been doing a lot of promotional stuff this year. And you can choose however many players you want. They keep going back to James Conner. It's like the player mm-hmm. they promote right now. Now, maybe that's because Kyler's heard and Deandre Hopkins is a question mark, but feels to me like James Conner is not like, I don't, I don't think he's a cap casualty. I don't think he's a, a veteran trade for them. I think he is the guy in that offense this year. Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on if they do add another running back. We listed a couple options out there, some free agents, a veteran they could bring in. To do the they want to? Well, do they even want to get better? They, they might not. They might but, not. But I, but the point is, that I think that's something we have to think about there as a possibility with him. But I'll say this. It reminds me a little bit of our analysis with like Odell Beckham here, where it's like week to week, we're going to rank him higher, but we're a little nervous about the full season here, right? Sure. Because Last season, even without Kyler Murray for most of the second half of the season, he had eight consecutive top 20 fantasy weeks. Oh, he was James awesome. Conner without Kyler Murray. That's for why most I'm not worried about the Kyler terrible. injury. It's so, like, he'll be yeah, fine with Colt yeah, McCoy. I, I could, I'm with you. Like, I could totally see him being an RB1. Like, he could he could be a borderline RB1 every yeah. week we rank him. That's probably where we will rank him going into week one in his right. current situation. But I hedged a little bit just here. On maybe they make some changes. He's probably going to miss some games because he, he's missed two or more games every season of his career. So that's another, a little bit going on another good point that I probably should have mentioned at the top is like how you construct this top 100 is, are you doing it exclusively on what information we have right now? Mm-hmm. Or are you incorporating things that you anticipate, right? Like how do you rank Alvin Kamara right now? Do you well, rank just, him? Is it like, I, do you say, Hey, 17 game ranking, he's mm-hmm. RB nine. Or do you say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to assume he'll get a six game suspension. So I'm just going to call him RB 22. Yeah. I mean, I try to rank just based on if I was ranking today, where I'd pick him, like yeah. where would I take Kamara? Where would I take you? So yeah, I mean, tricky, again, yeah. if I was setting a lineup for week one or DFS lineup, Connor might be more appealing sure. for that week, yeah. but for the full season, I'm going to bump him down. Lots of DFS you know, talk coming best up. Running yeah. back to have not had a thousand yard season under his belt. Maybe. Is that James Connor? Yeah. James you know Conner, what? I just asked, you know that. what? It's, I actually think Austin Eckler's never had a thousand yards. And I think Austin's had a better career. If that's Kyle, true, can you stat check yeah. me on that? Yeah. Uh, let's get to 51 through 60 while we figure out whether Austin Eckler's ever had a thousand rushing yards. I'm almost positive he hasn't, but 51 through 60 past the halfway point list still undefeated. Mark Cooper, Miles <laughs> Sanders, Chris Godwin, Chris Olave, George Kittle, Justin Fields, DeAndre Swift, Calvin Ridley, Jerry, Judy, David Montgomery. I know who Mike is going to talk about, and I am prepared to probably wave the white flag on Mike. Is this uh, DeAndre Swift? Is that the uh, one? Nope. Miles Sanders? No. Chris, Chris Olave. Chris Olave. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it says uh, confirmed. Okay, it says RB twenty three, but he's a wide receiver. Wide receiver uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're a little you're a little low on him, right? Yeah. Fifty four feels a little low. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, look, I think that he. I think we're both low on him relative to the market right now. It's oh, oh, the market's man, red. I'm hot. a little. I'm Every a little worried about Saints that. OTA is going to yeah, make think it I'm, hotter. I don't think I'm going to draft him a lot because ADP is higher uh, than than where <laughs> than where I have him. But uh, you know, wide receiver too. I think you're just a few spots too low. I mean, you know, massive qualms. They have Michael yeah. Thomas there. They did get the quarterback upgrade. He, I think Olave will still be their number one receiver. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a few spots higher. But it's not. It's one of them spots where you're like, there's a lot of talent in that tier. Like I don't. There is, and I that's the hard. I know it feels like wow, 54 is so low that's so many players ahead of him and then you look at it it's like oh wow he's behind 
DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. Like, what an affront to society that somebody could believe that those guys might have better seasons than Chris Olave with Derek Carr, right? And an offense that, if they also healthy, has Michael Thomas and Jawan Johnson and a handful of other guys that could, you know, Alvin Kamara. So, Mm -hmm. any other ones? Field, we have made it halfway through your list, and there are three teams that only have one player that you made your top 100. Okay. I'm curious. All three of them are running backs. Can you name the player or the team, either one of you, as a part of this? So in the top 100, so we're looking at the full list. Only, one, only player one player from that team. Only one player from the entire top 100 made the list. Oh, yes. I, I can think of one for sure. Go Give it to me. Okay, Patriots, one. Patriots, one with Ramondre Stevenson. R- yep. Ramond, yeah. That is one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with... Do, 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 do. Let me... Uh, there were two. There's a top 10 running back. One. Say, oh, oh. oh. I was okay. going to say the Ram. Uh, oh, no. Is Stafford in there? Was the Ram? No. No, you Rams would be one. Yeah, because. Not the oh, Rams. Acres, acres oh, and wow. Acres. Acres makes yeah. you stop on it. Okay. Wow. All right. Here, let's, re- let's reveal uh, 61 through no, Waller. 70 while I think about. Was it 51 through 60 or 61 through 70? While one we, of them uh, was in this list that we just talked okay, about. So we just talked about it. Right, let's, let's keep going here as we get 61 through 70 while we can potentially. Justin Herbert, go. Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Christian Watson, Mike Williams, DJ Moore, now with the Bears, Mike Evans, J.K. Dobbins, Drake London, Isaiah Pacheco, number 70 overall right there. Any thoughts as we continue to marinate over Daniel's great trivia huh. question? No, I, I think this is fine. I mean, I'll give you a max of fine on all of these lists. I don't know if I'll go past that, but Christian Watson, I've talked about him. I love him. I think he's making the leap this year. I, I have him a few spots higher, but again, I think my largest gap here is like four spots. Okay, so Patriots and Texans. That's the other one, by the way. Texans, Texans are not another team. Jeez, nope. I'm wrong. Okay, so uh, Watson, you're, just, great. you're more bullish on Watson. You've remained bullish on him this entire offseason. Yeah. You are a believer. Uh, not concerned about Jordan Love to what effect that could have on Christian Watson's upside. Yeah, so the way I'm attacking quarterback is... You got the big three, right? Yep. If you want to go after a uh, Hertz, Mahomes, or uh, Josh Allen, that's fine, right? Yep. That's going to cost you what a, a late second, early third round pick. The next tier is Burrow and Jackson. I think they're close. We know Lamar Jackson has a ton of upside as well. And then the third tier, I have you know Fields and Herbert. They're the popular names in that in that tier. But I would put Watson in there as well. I actually have him a spot ahead of Trevor Lawrence, who was very inconsistent last season. I know he brings in Calvin Ridley, but they were already very pass heavy and effective last season. But Watson, I mean. I, it's easy to get caught up on how last season finished, but he did start to get going a little bit at the end. He, he, you know, he came back after missing a year and a half, and then he was not great, and then he started to get a little better. It, the sample's too small. We have a large sample of him being a dominant NFL quarterback. In his last full season, not only was he outstanding as a rusher, led the NFL in passing yards yeah. as well. So I, I, I'm buying into a rebound season. I think I'll be drafting him a little I, bit this and year. We mentioned earlier in a different context, but like what a massive year this is for Cleveland. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because like if this does not go really well for them this year, you know what's going to happen. Like I don't, I don't give coach hot seat assignments in May, but like the coach is coming under fire. By the way, if this doesn't go well, the Browns still owe Deshaun Watson 138 million guaranteed more. Not great. Like not not like partially guaranteed. Not no, like, like largely like, like fully guaranteed. Like if they cut him, they pay him every single dollar of that 138 million bucks. Yeah, yeah. that's it's, crazy. It's tough because the AFC is stacked. I mean, the Browns could be a top 10 team in the NFL, like play yeah. at that level and miss the playoffs. I mean, the AFC is loaded. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're going to we're gonna try to this uh, preseason dive into like predictions for the playoffs and it's like sort of like Fantasy football, but real football stuff, too. Just to yeah, have some fun, fun here. Um, Broncos? Nope. Dang it. I stink at this game. You're not. Right. I, mean, here's, I want Mike to guess because you It's not like you already did the list. Your brain's thinking about 100 different people. I would like I would just want more Mike Clay guesses. I don't know. Uh, this is not my list. It's no, it's all not. wrong anyway. I don't wow. Know. It's all wrong anyway. 71 through 80. Like, sorry. Mike's, Mike's mic might be breaking. This is soon. terrible. I don't content. know. This is weird. 71 through 80. Else. Let's rip through these. Next 10 here, and we've got Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts, Rashad White, Deontay Johnson, Cam Akers, Daniel Jones, Evan Ingram, Tua Tungavailoa, Geno Smith, Aaron Rodgers. Once again, you notice a quarterback run. I have quite a few pockets of quarterbacks because, truthfully, uh, when you are breaking ties, those ties are very, very, very difficult to break. Yeah. 72 feels like to me, and I know it's my own list, so um, I, I could choose anywhere to go, but... 72 Kyle Pitts feels like it's either going to be it feels like it's going to be the median outcome for him is 72 right he's either going to bust again this year or he's going to be freaking awesome that's what it feels to me yeah yeah I, I'm I'm on board with the ceiling there uh yeah I, I'm the post hype guy for sure I'm on board he's so like that reaction from Mike is so perfect by the way for uh, Kyle Pitts here's the reason why first of all Mike is always prepared always has the very analytical approach to but this, here's right? the thing but you want to know why i responded that way because i'm thinking about the stupid questions <laughs> and i'm distracted <laughs> the answers I, that's that's the titans and Panthers. Right. here we go it is the titans, titans? Oh. definitely yep. yes they have derrick henry at top okay, 10 that's it and the panthers wow. miles sanders dang i'm an idiot all right and so back to patriots let me okay. get my other, my so other anyway. explanation was that like in some ways kyle pitts basically breaks your brain though right because yeah. like there are there are numbers to suggest he should be better 58 targets and i think it was nine games last year mm-hmm. that's a uh, 10 that's a serviceable number six per game yeah. that's over 100 for the season that's a good enough number for a tight end to for be 10, very productive totally. right yards per catch very serviceable for a tight end it's everything else like and by the way 22 years old, ran a 44440, 6 foot 3, 240 pounds, right? Like him and Anthony Richardson are genetic freaks. He should be great, Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. And then the brain breaks because you realize that for the past two years, the Falcons have found a way for him to not be that great. Yeah, I'm, I, I may not. I, I'll buy on talent though at this part part of the draft though. Yeah. I'll take. I'll I'll be happy to take him in this range. And if he busts, it's like I, worth it. Worth a shot because yeah. of the ceiling there. He, By the way, he didn't bust as a rookie. I should be like, no, he had a thousand as yards as a rookie. Yeah. It just yeah, was, it was a awesome. touchdown production. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Speaking of touchdown production, I want to say that I think Deontay Johnson here is wide receiver 31. Hard player for me to rank. I, I, I know, agree. Too I low. Because I, I think those touch, he had zero touchdowns last year. He That's got to change. He screams bounce back. He yes. screams bounce but, back but for Deontay Johnson. tough to rank Johnson. because of that. Tough to rank because, um, you know, honestly, the reason why it's why he's tough to, to, to rank is that a lot of the wide receivers... I don't know about all, but a lot of them are players whose skill set, not their production, but their skill set suggests to me they can be 12 to 15 yards per catch, Mm. right? Like we were talking about Michael Mm -hmm. Pittman earlier, who was down at basically nine and a half yards per catch last year. Michael Pittman is not a nine and a half yards per catch type of player, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Godwin, who last year was way low as well. 
like his, as a rookie, he was 15.1, right? Deontay Johnson feels like a little bit above a slot player, right? Like most of his damage is going to be somewhere between like eight and 12 yard catches. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like that and the mm-hmm. volume is going to be great, but I just feel like the big play upside's a little bit lower than some of the guys we've already rattled off. Yeah, I just want to point out, I'm not really worried about the touchdowns. He had 20 in his first three seasons. Last year, he was the first player in NFL history to catch 85 or more passes and not score. So, wow. like, does, does Mike Massive think that, like, I, alert. Does, like, do you think that, like, I didn't try to manifest a touchdown yeah, from every week we last season? That. I yeah, know. You did it a yeah, lot I, last literally year. Literally every week last but season. But it did not work. Like, was, that, was that personal? Like, were week, you trying to, like, send, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm coming, yeah. Week one, he scored. He scored in week one this year. Tattoo bet? Yeah, yeah that's a, I'm going to have tattoos all over myself. What's the, uh, what's the, what's the guy's like, uh, like Ray Ray? The ta- who's like the tattoo guy? Like there's a guy, there's someone who's named like the tattoo guy. And I'm trying to think of Tim, the tat man, Tim, the tat man. Thank you. Yep. The streamer, you know, the streamer, you, know, you should just be, yes, yes. That's what yeah. it is. Tim, the tat man, the streamer, Mike, you should be him for Halloween. Oh okay? my gosh. But you won't have to get dressed up because you'll have a bunch of tattoos. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I have to lose. Man. It's only if I lose though. <laughs> you have to do it. If you lose all these, well, I'm actually thinking choose. about tattoo anyways. So a couple oh, is that right? Hey, no. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Daniel's brain at some point. Oh, hey, no. Is that right? Is that, is that like daughter's names or is that like, no, uh, I was thinking design like Mike Clay, like yeah. Daniel Dodd. Yeah, I like okay. it. All right. Like, uh, Maybe maybe James Conner on the back right here. Um, I'm gonna get Jimmy Fields' own face. I'm gonna get a big Stefania <laughs> back piece. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I don't know, like a, maybe like a like a formula that calculates regression Stop here, it. right? Like uh, Mike's projected Pitts, points for Kyle. Kyle Pitts Pitts <laughs> I love people that go from like absolutely nothing to something. Like I always think about JJ Redick in that context, right? Yeah. JJ, who by the way, so damn good at his job. It's like absurd that he went from being an awesome pro player to being uh-huh. like this unbelievable broadcaster. Love JJ Redick. Love watching him on ESPN. But everybody knew him in college, right? He's one of the best players in the country. And he had no tattoos whatsoever. Yep. And then like all of a sudden he went from like year four in the NBA to year five. And it was like, oh, JJ Redick has a full sleeve of tattoos, right? Like it, that one snuck up on you a little bit. You yes, know what I mean? Absolutely. Who was the guy? Who was the big NBA player? Birdman. Birdman, Chris Anderson. That's who I always yeah. think oh, of. Yeah, I think of yeah. tattoos. Yeah. I mean, Jason Tatum had quite the glow up with tattoos yeah, since he right. came in the league to where right. he is right now. All right, let's keep things moving here. 81 through 90. We're almost done here. This is impressive. We have some let's players go. we want to discuss as well. 81 through 90. If you have a problem with this, you're, well, you're wrong. There are still also, good players yeah. down here. Uh, oh, no, Rams, Beckham Jr. Well, he's, <laughs> he's my sleeper. Uh, 81 through uh, 90, Christian Kirk, Brandon Ayuk, Marquise Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Penny, James Cook, Pat Fryermuth, Dalton Schultz, Brandon Cooks, George Pickens. I'm with you, Daniel. Like, these are players are getting in the ninth round. These are good football players. Seriously. A lot of value, right? Like, a ton of value there. Anything stand out? I think that what you look at in this spot is like, Upside. Where are players you're like, I'm pretty comfortable starting them in a 10-team league, and maybe that kind of directs what you do earlier in your draft, right? Sure. So say you're on board with, man, you know what? I feel great about Pat Fryermuth. He's had some – he doesn't get used near the goal line, maybe scores a couple extra touchdowns. I think he's a serviceable tight end one, maybe makes a year three leap. You're like, well, then I'll pass on Kelsey in the first round or skip right. Andrews and those guys. So I think that's what you're kind of looking for in this range, which positions jump out. And I I tend to be okay with tight ends in this range too. Last year it was Firemuth Hawkinson. Yep. That, that was, those were my targets in the middle rounds. That worked out pretty good if you went with that, uh, went down that route, obviously. Especially Hawkinson. Yeah, Hawkinson was good. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I don't think there was anything that really stood out. I'm not, I think I'm a little lower than you on Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift a little bit. Uh, Penny, I just, I, they're going to use a lot of a lot of guys. They I, are, and he misses you know, a lot of time. There's a lot of no, good, no concerns doubt. there. So I think when you get to a certain point of the draft, though, right, is that like you can afford to look at this through the prism of okay, which of these guys is the best chance to be a league winner, 
right? And I think Penny, it's gonna, it's a very specific path he has to go down to be a league winner. But if Rashad Penny somehow stayed healthy from 15 of 17 games and leads the Eagles in rushing attempts this year, mm-hmm. there is a non-zero chance that he has like 1,250 rushing yards and 15 rushing touchdowns. Either him or Swift. If either him or Swift can stay healthy and stay on the field, they've yeah. shown how productive they are. It just feels like the skill set of Penny is like, you know, Swift's such a good pass catcher that's like you could dump him off the ball. Like, I feel like with Penny, it's like, all right, we're, we're going to use you as our Miles Sanders and alleviate a little bit of the Jalen Hurts rushing attempts just sure. because of the long-term view. 1250 and 15 touchdowns for Rashad Penny. Maybe it's 3%. Maybe it's 5%. I'm not the math guy around here, but it's a non-zero chance. Yeah. If he it's stays just, healthy. It's just tough to see that high ceiling with like, he's never been a pass catcher. Miles Sanders was not a pass catcher. Right, so the, the path is them in the path. very yeah. specific. It's, it's, it's tough. Miles Sanders role from last year. Basically. Yeah, it, it has That's to what be. It, is, it yes. has to be. And remember, there was no swift in that offense when Sanders was doing that. So which sure, makes sure. it tougher right. to see that panning out. So again, I, we're, it's RB 29 can't pick you know, whatever it's a it's a flex yeah I mean you James Cook one spot later I think you could paint a similar story with him too being the lead back in Buffalo and maybe gets 220 touches and right. scores nine touchdowns and you know is their top pass catcher guys were way meaner to me in the emails than you were right yeah. now <laughs> yeah. show. all right 91 through 100 let's just wrap it up here then and get into a couple topics that we wanted to discuss uh Patriots running back was the only one that I think we have to get into let's go 91 through 100 to wrap things up and see how things all kickers oh, no. Javante Williams no AJ Dillon That's David Njoku Tyler Higby Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Gabe Davis, Jacoby Myers, Brian Robinson, and Jeff Wilson at number 100 right there. Not going to lie to you guys, 92 was about where I started to feel like the dip game, where it was like you were just talking about solid starters. I don't know that I think A.J. Dillon's like a solid starter, but a very valuable insurance policy and third or fourth running back for your roster. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting tier for sure. Leads with Javante Williams, who, again, might be RB13 if he was fully healthy, right? right? So yeah. that's a tricky one. You're definitely throwing a dart. We, there's reports that he could be ready to go for training camp and that kind of thing, but uh, the odds that he's him, his full self this season are, are it's tough. It's tough with that injury. He had it's obviously Stefani will yep. talk about that a lot. So head to head with yeah. you on that one. And then you see guys like Tyler Higby, who's like, he's one of the, he's one of them guys every year. There's like a, this list of players who are like, man, they project so high and I cannot get the project projection down yeah. because the volume is there. And Higby's like tight end seven or eight in the projections. It's like, I can't get him any lower, but he just, you don't want him in your lineup, right? It just doesn't well, feel up good or down like, up. Or down, yeah, up yeah. or down, right? Yeah, Remember, he, what did he have like a three touchdown game late in the season last year? But the target share was huge all year. Yeah, it was just a huge and by the way, and Stafford's coming back, and Stafford he's their number with two target. Kirk, uh, Co- yeah. Cooper Cup. Wow, I just Kirk Cup. Kirk Cup. You guys have heard of him, Kirk Cup? Yeah. No. Cooper Cup, only the you know best wide receiver in football, or at least in the conversation. Good one to screw up there, professional field. No big, no big deal. Uh, let's talk about the Patriots running backs here for a little bit, and then I want to do okay. some crowdsourcing. So Patriots running backs, I had Ramondre all the way up at RB tw- uh, RB10, 20th overall. He yep. was incredible last year. The Patriots offense was the exact opposite of incredible. Mm-hmm. They have James Robinson, Ty Montgomery, Pierre Strong as the top four running backs in that backfield right now. It feels like just because of the fact that they didn't add anybody other than Robinson this offseason, the train has been, hey, it's Ramondre's job. He's going to be exactly what he was last year, at least in terms of number of total touches. Are we sure that's the case, Mike? Are you starting to buy I'm, that maybe I'm not, it won't be? I'm not just because of the history of this offense and then Correct. using multiple backs. And a lot of people are like, well, maybe that was like, 
McDaniel's influence. And then he, yeah, he's going to go to the Raiders and use Jacobs in a committee. And that didn't happen. He was the feature back there, yeah, right? Both of the, right. You know, the Raiders and, and the Patriots had a feature back last year. And again, I don't know that Stevenson would have had a, as big a role in passing situations if Ty Montgomery was there. Because remember, there's all that offseason hype last year that Ty Montgomery was going to have this big role in the he passing. He caught a touchdown in week one last year. He yep. sure did. And then he got hurt and missed the season. And Ramondre and Damian Harris missed a lot of time. And yeah. Stevenson kind of took control. And then Harris was in and he would only he wasn't fully healthy and he would play like five snaps and it all just kind of set up perfectly for Stevenson I don't know that that's their plan here and in fact there's been reports in the last in recent days that Montgomery's still there don't forget about him he's going to play a big role James Robinson's there do like yeah it's it's easy for us I mean it's easy to understand why James Robinson um didn't play at the end of last year for the Jets right like not only did he have the knee injury but he also had like was not physically where he was earlier in his career but like he came off of that Achilles tear Eight months after tearing his Achilles, like that was a fast recovery. It really like, was. This could be, as Stefania always reminds us, like that second year where you look mm-hmm. like yourself. And if he looks like himself, Daniel, he's like, I don't know, he's at least in the same zip code as Ramondre Stevenson, right? He, he, he was awesome back in the day. So I think even from that, though, how long has has he been in the league? James Robinson, yeah, three years. Okay, so like understanding that we love what what James did in in Jacksonville. And I like, even still, like you're talking about this young running back that can come in and spell a guy. I just feel like Ramondi Stevenson is just so much better of a player than James Robinson. All of these other guys are just fighting for that second spot yeah, in my mind. And that doesn't mean that he, know, there won't yeah. be multiple guys in that second spot, but Ramondre Stevenson is clear, like the guy in that running back room. And I, it, I just wonder, yeah. I understand they have not done this in the past. When you yeah. get into a situation where a guy has been, the it factor when he has been the guy if james robinson comes on and is awesome then great then they got a split time i understand that i just yeah. i i i love what ramondre stevenson brings to this team and i'm not nearly as nervous i understand all the things as we were talking about guys that that haven't been able to do it i mean guys that have i mean james robinson was good for a season then got hurt and it's been a lot of question marks since then so yeah it's just tough because he's He's essentially your maybe your RB one. Yes, right? he's like a fringe RB one. Yeah. So that that makes it tough for me because also he hasn't had much goal line work too. They, he hasn't. Yeah. And so you Such you have that. Catcher, that's pass probably not so good. good. But yeah. but again, if that changes too, even if the targets are down by fifteen, like one a game, that's still that knocks him down RB two. Like it that knocks him down the RB two mix. So and I'm just a little. I, I am. Don't don't forget too. New England famous for drafting running backs and not using them at all their first year. They did that twice last year with Pierre yeah. Strong and Kevin Harris, who Kevin Harris's profile was very <laughs> By the way, interesting. They actually used the him for that one game when they both scored and they were like, oh, these guys are pretty good. Yeah, Wait, right. Like, so there's, I there's, think it was Ramondre got hurt, right? Yeah, there's five um, guys there. Yeah. So what I will say too is it cannot be overstated. That like the Patriots are actually going to have a professional offense this year, mm-hmm. right? Like, That's a good call. It, like Bill O'Brien is an excellent offensive mind, like a very capable coordinator. They had a defensive coordinator running their offense last year. Like it might be that Ramondre is used in a more conventional way that limits his upside a little bit. I have, I'm the one that made the list. I am his RB 10. I am as my 20th overall player. One thing that I'm trying to be weary of year in and year out is that there are going to be the Cooper cups of the world that hit the jackpot in successive years. He did until he got hurt last year, but it is important that like you try not to draft guys coming off of what you perceive to be possibly the peak of their value. Yeah. Right. Like this is a, I am still very optimistic on this guy. Very like wide receiver three for me, 
But like, there's a chance Tyree Kill had his best season of his career last year. Oh yeah, there's a highest, chance. Like across the board. Yeah, yeah, there's a chance, and there's a chance that like he settles back in as like mm-hmm. wide receiver eight or nine this year. I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a great chance. I'm just using. He was the first player that I thought of when you're like, dang, he went bananas last year. Patrick Mahomes, when he had the 50 touchdown passes, right? You're like, you got to be careful in assuming the peak will hit in successive years. That's probably the biggest concern for Ramondre is that like almost everything that could go right for him last year did. Are you guaranteed that again this year? Or maybe the Patriots are like, we can actually throw the football and like none of these guys are going to be weekly starters, but like Juju and Mike Kosicki and Tyquan Thornton and whatever, like all those players could have competence this year relative to what it was last year and they just kind of spread it out more yeah i'm with you i talk about that often about drafting guys at their ceiling that's been a that's kind of a concern with travis kelsey too like if he, he had that I year know, and then comes like back. But another it. guy but again another guy that fits that billing who i didn't get to earlier is josh jacobs right coming off totally. over 400 touches i mean the history of guys that see that volume is that he's going to miss several games and his production across the board including on a per game basis is going to fall off next year it's just Go, especially now with 17 games, going 34 straight games at that level or even 35 if he misses one or two at that level, really hard. And it makes me nervous. I don't, I yeah. loved him last year. We, yeah. I know we talked about him a lot. He just, be, he fell too low. Like he was, now I'm worried that it's too high. It's just like, oh, but let's pick up where we left off last year. I'm not, I'm not so sure. It's, it's going to be tough. I got a name on the other side of that that I kind of wanted to bring up, but I don't want to, I want no, to be able to I'm end good. this. We have time. Let's, let's, I really like where you've got, Gabe Davis right now. And I think Gabe Davis is on the other side of this conversation. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You don't like it, Mike. Well, here's too high. When I was, again, he's another one of those guys that projects better than I'm comfortable with, right? Because of his usage in in this high scoring, high volume offense. But here's what I realized. The more I did work on him, I'm like, Marquez Valdez scaling. That's what he is. That's that's the way he's used. It's the same thing. It's like the same thing. The biggest question I had with Gabe Davis, and I said this at the end of last season was like, are we sure Gabe Davis is good? Like, I mean, really good, right? Like, I think he's good. I think he's a, he can start for an NFL team for sure. Right. But it was like, are we sure he's like a difference maker? Because that was how he's been built the past two seasons. This is why I like where you have him. This this, this is the whole point. You have him as wide receiver 38. Just keep keep telling more. You have Gabe Davis as wide receiver 38, 97th overall. If you want a Gabe Davis last year, his ADP was wide receiver 26th or 60th overall. Yeah. So you're able to get him at a much bigger discount. Yeah, he, wasn't around. Yeah. he wasn't good. Right. That's where the discount comes in. But still looking at that, he was better last year than I think he made steps last year. Yeah. Ten and a half percent target share in 2021. That rose to 18 and a half in 2022. Right. That's good. Yep. Still 11 and a half fantasy points per game for Gabe Davis. Never mind the fact that he's 24 years old, still mm-hmm. just turned 24 in April and is in a contract year. So there's a lot of incentives for Gabe Davis to be able to figure this out this year and where you've got him ranked right now. You don't have to waste a high round pick and be like, crap, I just drafted drafted Gabe Davis and now he can't be my wide receiver three. He's he's your wide receiver five in this scenario. Here's the thing though: we viewed him as almost like a safe breakout last year because of the situation, right? He was very clearly the number two. It scored all them touchdowns. This offense is so good and it didn't work out. So that's what really worries me. And also the just the way they use him. Uh, is that going to change? Are they going to get him more high percentage targets? I don't think so. So they, that is that part I, I don't, sucks. I don't think so. He was yeah. second in the league in in points per reception. 
Uh, yeah, it's a it's a, it's MVS. It's which is thing. probably MVS hard is to sustain. Number one yes, and average depth of target and yards per reception since he came into the league. Low catch rate for both of them. They're both good offenses. Yeah. They just don't get enough but consistent Wide receivers volume. in this range. Wide receivers in this range don't have quarterbacks like Josh Allen playing That's on fair. offenses yeah. that are yeah. scoring 40 points year. a year. Yeah. I understand he scored you 11 and a half fantasy points a game last year. And yeah. right now, if you're talking about a guy you're drafting at 98th overall is going to get you double digit points on a consistent basis. Maybe not consistent, but average double-digit points. I, I mean, there is so much more, I think. Again, we talk about how these young kids were waiting for that breakout. Yes, I would have loved to see it last year, but yeah. he's 24. Fair, but there's a lot of 22 to 25-year-old running backs in that range. That's another you know thing. What? That position is so deep. That's why I'm nine spots lower. It's just a... And we did not a, see hardly any... We didn't see any rookie wide receivers in this list. Yes, for the record, correct, Anthony yeah. Richardson didn't make this list. The yep. only rookies that made this list field were those two running backs. Bijan and Jameer Gibbs. What is the perfect TV show in your estimation, Mike? The perfect TV show? Is it one or um, a movie? I, I think or a it's, song? I would, say, I would say um, I, it's got to be... This Wire, is the easy answer. Know. Okay. No, I, I, no, I would go to the office. I was going to say 24. The office? Oh, okay. no, like just so, easy watching, always good. Okay, like good. Just Agreed. long so running. Like, that, would, that list is the, the list equivalent of the office. Fair? I like the British version. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, I'm too. A, they no, have different humor right. over there. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, like season one, if you watch back, the office season one was pretty controversial. That's probably where I'd file this list. A lot of, wow. a lot of controversy wow. in there. I don't know. Pretty good, but a lot of controversy. What a hater. We're coming back next week. This was a lot of fun. I got to be honest. Like, I, I, I like doing things like this because it's a good exercise for May. It's yeah. also a good exercise. Like, Fantasy football is imperfect, people. We get, we're allowed to disagree. It's fun to see where we disagree and the reasons behind those disagreements. We have lots more content coming your way next week, Wednesday. Let us know what you want to talk about. I've got some ideas for next week, but always feel free to hit up the YouTube chat or tweet at Fantasy Focus. What do you want to hear more about? Do you want to hear more about Mike's personal life? We can always talk about that if you'd like. Sure. We're back next Wednesday. For Mike and Daniel, I'm Field. We'll talk to you then. I really want to break down Mike's list next week. Can we just do that? I haven't made fun of Mike enough. <laughs> it's on. We, we need to celebrate my birthday next week. Yeah, we do. I might, yeah, might, might have something to store for you. Oh, we'll see, maybe, maybe.